Hello and welcome to another comic review. I am Jesse and I'm joined by TFG1 Mike from geekcastradio.com. That's right. And today we're going to be discussing not one, but two Transformer comics. That's how far behind we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So first up, Transformers number two by Daniel Warren Johnson, Mike Spicer, and Russ Wooten. Right? That's why we... Yep, that's... Yep, yep, yep. All right, a quick synopsis from ImageComics.com. The Smash series continues. The Decepticons have been unleashed as Optimus Prime and Autobots regroup. Starscream terrorizes humanity. This issue features a surprising first Energon universe appearance. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So my quick rundown is going to spoil that appearance. <laughs> so we <laughs> Look, folks, with- we know there's going to be spoilers in this because <laughs> it's no fun. Look, I've been doing comic reviews for 11, 10 and a half, 11 years. Trying to be spoiler-free is time-consuming, <laughs> brain-draining. Like, no. These issues have been out for at least two months. The right. issue number four is coming out, like, next week as of the sound <laughs> of my voice. If you haven't read this by now, that's your own goddamn fault. I'm sorry to yep. curse. I'm not trying whatever. But, like, spoilers. <laughs> just spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yep. So if you listen to any of these going forward, just assume we're going to spoil. So. Yeah. Uh, so we open with Optimus taking in nature who accidentally mm-hmm. steps on a deer. Oops. He realizes just how fragile the planet Earth is. Optimus sits with Spike to deliver some exposition and backstory on who and what the Transformers are. Here we get two shots of Megatron, but again, no mention of his name. Mm-hmm. The Autobots have regrouped at the quarry or factory from the first issue where Ratchet is attempting to fix more of the Autobots, but indicates that they are out of Energon. Cue another attempt by Prime to use the Matrix, who is then stopped by Ratchet. <laughs> yeah. Back at the power plant from the ending of issue number one, the Decepticons attack and tap into the power supply to generate Energon. Soundwave detects an incoming human jet and Starscream takes off to intercept. Starscream is successful in destroying the jet and one of its pilots, but the co-pilot manages to escape. And this is the spoiler. We learn that this is Duke from G.I. Joe. Yep. Seeing the attack in the distance, the Autobots roll out towards the power plant. Carly states she needs to find her parents and heads home in her van. Upon arrival, she sees Sparkplug there, dressed in his army fatigues and battle ready. So what are your overall thoughts on issue number two? Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) I love how they show him, but they don't say his name. Because, you know, it... It's a tease. It's a, this is the backstory. Everybody who reads the, again, we'll, we'll get to the violence later, but I mean, he's choking him. Like anybody who's anybody who's reading this that isn't, that's at least our age or older knows who the gray guy is choking the red truck. Like we know, we get it. So I like that they actually don't say his name. Um, I love the beginning with Optimus and the deer because he like, it's just an innocent kind of thing. And he realizes, Oh crap. You know, (laughs) I think that's cool. I like his interactions with spike. I love the art. I'm going to say this every single time we do one of these things. The art in this is just absolutely fantastic. It really, really is. And Optimus has like lots of great face shots in this issue. (laughs) Like if you look through the guided view, there are several of the panels that get close-up shots, and it's just like, holy crap. Uh, and I think my favorite one is once uh, Skywarp makes his appearance, and we have the battle between uh, them. And my favorite one is, is it, uh, where is it? It's, um, <laughs> it's when Optimus transforms, and 
is it in the no it's maybe it's in the next issue uh next there's issue, a point, yeah. yeah yeah it's the next issue anyway I'll, I'll get to that but um but yeah no i like this i still want to know what timeline this is as far as like what year because we still have the army fatigues and we still have this like it did nam just end is this in the middle of the 70s or is this early 80s like it normally is in most every other incarnation of transformers because not that I have an issue with the military stuff, because hello, I love that Sparkplug is a part of them. Like, I love that Sparkplug isn't just a construction worker or whatever worker he was in the original cartoon series wearing those, you know, yellow hats and blue jeans and yellow boots and all that. Like, I love that they're giving the whole thing a whole new aspect of it. And Cliff Jumper is just fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cliff Jumper is just absolutely fun, and I can hear Casey's voice coming out of him. Oh, yeah, man. I think there's, I think the uh, sort of the relationship that seems to kind of be starting here uh, mm-hmm. between him and Carly is something that's going to continue. Where it seems mm-hmm. like maybe we won't get that uh, Bumblebee Spike relationship. Maybe not. Who knows? But yeah, no. I the second issue, I'm all in on these because. This is good. This is really damn good. Yeah, I want to. I want to echo what you said about the art. I mean, the art is is fantastic. Over, let's see, what was it earlier? Earlier this month, I guess. Or sorry, uh, earlier last month. So we're mm-hmm. recording this on January seventh. So earlier yep. in December, uh, the Duke uh, comic came out. So yep. Duke number one. I was telling Mike that I was n- I'm not a big fan of the artwork in that at all. <laughs> uh, but this like it's like every single uh, panel on the pages is just it looks gritty and I like that yeah. style. Yeah. And it's it's highly detailed. Yeah. And I, I think it just looks great. Yeah, it does. And I have not read Duke yet. I need to. I need to get to it. I am so far behind in stuff. So it, it's going to be a bit before I can get to Duke. But it's one of those things where. This, and I understand, like, between Mr. Spicer, between Mr. Johnson and all that and everything else, between them and being, with Daniel doing the writing and the and the, the main drawing and then Mike Spicer doing the colors, the, the, the lines in this, the colors in this, like I said, are also great. What I see this as is they are making the... They grew up with the cartoon. I've seen it. We've seen interviews. We've heard interviews with Daniel Warren Johnson, where he grew up watching the cartoon just like we did. The cartoon, the original Generation 1 cartoon, for those that don't know, who haven't been alive for the past 40 years or so, uh, it's got some violence in it, but not a lot. And this, to me, is basically the G1 cartoon style just a bit more violent, and who knows what they're going to do with the story because it's not exactly, like I said, putting spark plug as a, as a Marine or a military member or whatever branch they're in army. I don't know. Uh, but putting him as a soldier versus a construction worker or a dam worker or whatever the hell, you know, he was in the old cartoon. That's a story change. And that's fine. I like that. I like that. There's stakes to this. I like that. There's different, like Skywarp hasn't seen this much action in a long ass time. Like, <laughs> I mean, Skywarp has seen action in the last 40 years, but you look at the original, again, comparing it to the original cartoon, because that's whatever. Uh, like, he had a few out of the 98 episodes? Like, maybe, I, I'm just guessing here, Skywarp as a spotlight character maybe had 15 spotlight 
like where he's directly like where he's basically in it, whether it's him and Thundercracker together or if it's him on his own, I would say he's only had like between 10 and 15 of the 98 episodes of the cartoon. So I love that Skywarp is one of the main, main characters. I think that's super cool. I'm very interested to see what else they do with him. And I like that the the struggle for the Autobots is they don't know where to get the Energon or how to make the Energon. And the only ones that are awake, as far as I can remember from looking at this, is Optimus, Cliffjumper, Ratchet. Those are the three that are awake. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But um, yeah, we, I mean, we had Bumblebee, but yeah, we had Bumblebee, but he's dead. (laughs) That's the thing. That's, that's why you're not going to see Spike and Bumblebee. You're going to see Carly and Cliffjumper because Bumblebee dead. Like, you know, as much as I compare it to the, the, this ain't your daddy's G1 folks. It just isn't. It's, and I don't, because again, they're, these creators are making this for us. They're not, and they're making it for themselves, really, but they're making it for those of us who are the fans, the ones that grew up with it, the ones that know the characters, but we don't know them as how Daniel Warren Johnson is going to tell the story here. But I mean, Optimus, you see in that very first page, he realizes, oh crap, this is not a metallic planet that I can just stomp around on. This has got flesh things and death and and optimus has always been a i don't want to say stoic but he's always been a empathetic character to the plight of others and he will put others above himself all of the time he will always be that caring kind of thing and i think that's what they're showing here at the beginning of this 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 issue so overall i'm digging this man it's it's fun yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. This this seems to really be geared towards those of us who grew up in the '80s with the original cartoon. Uh, I, I I I'm assuming this is really the only outlet they have uh, that Hasbro has to really kind of tell these types of stories. Um, if we look at the cartoons, I don't even know what the hell the current cartoon series is. I don't know First what it's spark. on. <laughs> First spark on Nickelodeon. But that's that's geared towards a much younger audience, right? Yeah. It at least is. that would be my assumption based on looking at the toys that I see on the shelves. I mean, like these yeah. are like really simple toys. Yeah. Um, so if they're not going to be, you know, if they're not going to look to like a Netflix or something to create like a more mature, uh, have a more, uh, an outlet for more mature storytelling, then mm-hmm. I think the comics is like the absolute best way to do that. The comics has always been the best. Like, I mean, look, I love most of the U.S.-based cartoons. There are things I don't like about each one of them, but like between G1, Beast Wars, Beast Machines, Animated, Prime, those are the mains that I can remember off the top of my head. They all have varying things, but Hasbro at this point, and this is my personal opinion, because I don't work there, I don't know the inner workings or anything like that, they have to find a way to mix between getting new kids in, getting kids that were our age 40 years ago now into the brand and then keeping us into the brand. So having like, and the Netflix thing, did you see any of those three series? Did you watch Earth, Earthrise, uh, uh, whatever the three, Earthrise <laughs> Kingdom? And I forget what the other one was called. Uh, so I, I saw clips. I did not watch the series. Okay. Well, I did. <laughs> it was good ish it was okay it was serviceable it wasn't gangbusters for me it wasn't like oh my god this is the next big thing because 
Netflix only gave them 18 episodes or whatever. Like it was three, six episode arcs for um, Siege. That's what the first one was called. Siege, Earthrise, and Kingdom. So they got 18 total episodes. And I get it. The current model of TV watching and streaming and all that is like, ooh, short bursts of... No, I I miss... 26 episode seasons of animation. I miss 52 episodes, whatever kind of thing, 65 syndication, whatever. But like, I think the comics for Transformers is our way for us, for the fans, because have such a finite time. Like in those, and those episodes are like, I think they're 22 minutes a piece. So 18 episodes times 22 minutes, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. I don't do math, folks. And, like, that was fine. But before that, we had, like, these 10-minute short things or 11-minute short things in the in the Machinima series stuff that they did. And it was okay. But, again, you're, my, my point is streaming, movies, cartoons, all that, apparently, you know, th- there's a finite time. And, yes, comics have a finite time, too. But comics, especially if they sell well, you can go for... 50, 60 issues. In 50 or 60 issues, you can tell a bunch of amazing stories. We're only in the second issue at this point of this discussion, and I can see this going for a long-ass time, and I hope it does. Yeah, so I guess I do have a question there, but I'll I'll get to that in just a second here. I just wanted to touch on a few more things. So Mm -hmm. you were kind of questioning kind of where we're at in the timeline here. Yeah. Originally, you know, from issue one, we thought maybe the 80s, just kind of based on the way things looked, Based mm-hmm. on the fact that, you know, we were, we're dealing with like Sunbow designs, spikes reminiscent of Marty from Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, we look at Carly's van and just kind of what's painted on there. But yep. then they also talked about the Internet, which kind of confused us. Yeah. Um, so I, I actually talked with someone or I guess briefly uh, chatted with someone on um, uh, Blue Sky about that. Mm-hmm. And they their assumption uh, was because they were also talking about uh, issue number one. Their assumption was that maybe they're just taking um, some of those aspects from the different uh, timelines of Transformers that we're aware of and just kind of weaving them into this. So it's still kind of nebulous as to where, where you know, yeah. what exactly the timeline is, which I guess yeah. would make sense to me. And um, that's fine. But yeah. it, it really feels like the 80s. But again, we we're, there's mention and talk of the Internet. So <laughs> I mean, my. My biggest issue with the time is, it has nothing to do with the. You could put the Transformers in the eighties, the nineties, the two thousand. It doesn't like it doesn't matter. Yes, technically G one nineteen eighty four, all that. My issue with the timeline is the aspect of the Vietnam War ending, which was in the seventies, going right. into the eighties. That's that's where my issue with the time is. That's where I want to know. What is the specific timeline? It has nothing to do with the Transformers. It has to do with the military and all that, and obviously bringing GI Joe in and and everything else. So that's that's where my question lies, and I guess I'm gonna have to start asking questions on social media. <laughs> yeah, I think I think just based on what we're assuming Spike's age is, this mm-hmm. has to take place, you know, sometime later than the '80s. Yeah, because he's he's almost graduating high school, right? He was gonna go off to college. Talking yep. about going off to college in issue one, so it's got to be some sometime after the eighties. Yeah, I guess. Um, what else was I going to say about this issue? Oh, yes, the violence. <laughs> yes, the violence. Um, so in this issue, uh, as you were talking, I was just counting this up. Um, I see <laughs> three different uh, deaths 
of humans by the hands and or feet of Starscream. <laughs> yep. uh, so on page uh, 13 here, he steps on a police car, which has two policemen and then just squishes them. We see an arm kind of hang out from his foot. And then on page 17 here, we see him squish the pilot uh, from the jet that he intercepts. And then this yep. is also where we see Duke kind of escape uh, and take off in a, a rocket pack. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, so quite violent, way more violent than the cartoon. <laughs> yes, way more violent than the cartoon. And again, I, I get it. It's not. I hate repeating that. It, it's not your daddy's Transformers. It's not. It's G1, but it's not G1. It's G1 for the modern age, for the people that can hand. Like, I would not hand this to someone under 18, because I think, personally, this is, like, video games have the ESRB. This would be M-rated for me. This would be a mature comic for me. I would not hand this to a child whatsoever yeah, at all. Yeah, I think with, like, if we, all we had was, like, him squishing them mm-hmm. and you didn't see any blood... Yeah, would, it would probably fall within like a PG thirteen, but with the amount of blood we saw in like issue yeah. number oh, yeah. one, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you that this would be like a mature rated or like an R rated yeah. type. Uh, and and again, that's okay because I know again, uh, Image Comics under you know, Skybound under under Image Comics, I know at some point Skybound is going to put out a kitty version or some other separate version from the something that isn't in the energon universe it's the energon universe is for the adults they're going to do something else most likely down the line after i mean we've got multiple multiple reprints so this is making them money so they're going to want to make more money and the easiest way for them to make money when the cartoons aren't on is to put it into the comics i mean we had two different Kid style, yeah, because Rid 2015 got a comic, and then something else got a comic under IDW that was directly for children. So I can see them making a separate series outside of all of this just for for kids. And who knows? Maybe what they'll do is currently with Earthspark being the new the new hotness for the cartoons. Maybe they'll do Earthspark comics. Maybe they'll take those characters and adapt them and do new stories in the comics in addition to whatever they're doing in the cartoon on Nickelodeon. Okay, I've got one final question for you regarding this okay. issue. Yes. Um, so at the end here, I was a little confused. So Carly is racing home in her van to figure out or to find her parents. Yep. Uh, we see Sparkplug enter what I presume is his own house because he's asking Spike, are you home? Yeah. Um, he opens up a, a chest, right? He's getting out his guns, getting out his, mm-hmm. his army fatigues. Uh, on the very last page here, uh, we see Carly, uh, presumably at her house because she's running inside and she, she quite, you know, uh, yells out dad with a question. Yeah. Uh, and we see the spark plugs in there and, and is like grabbing her uh, yeah. to essentially kind of protect her. Yeah. So I was confused as to why spark plug is there. Was he okay, just, so let me see here. Because if you look at the exterior, like both houses are the same color. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So let's see. Are they the? Oh. Yeah, they're both like they're both. Yeah, green. they're both this. Yeah, they're both green. Okay, both green with a white door. Uh, so I think it's. Let's see, Spike. No, Spike, are you home? I think it's a thing where i'm looking here i'm looking let's see oh no it is yeah it is spike's house 
it's not well wait a minute because that there's the photo Mm. okay i think i see what it is so if you if you look on the the second to last page where spike is or sorry spark plug is running into the house it says right he's saying spike see how the windows are on the left hand side yep and then then the very next uh uh, panel there it shows mm-hmm. shows him coming in the door and you've got the windows to the right so they're kind of in the forefront yep if you go to the very last page here when carly's running in that's the opposite it's got the windows on the right door on the left yeah so it looks like it's probably a very similar home so probably in a subdivision with very similar builds looks like it's just yeah. kind of reversed yeah it's probably they're just neighbors most likely and that's fine uh what i was going to say was I think with Sparkplug saying, Spike, are you home? Maybe what had happened was Carly thought her dad was with Sparkplug, no matter where Sparkplug is. And But then there's the photo at the very end of her and her dad. So I'm yep. like, wait a minute, whose house is this? Yep. Whose house? Ron's <laughs> house. <laughs> God. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. All right, so I think I think in talking through that just now with you, I think they're just very similar houses. Yeah, um, probably not exactly the same. So, all right, yep. uh, yeah, I guess overall, I really enjoyed this issue. A lot of action, a lot of death, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yes, violence, a lot, a lot of violence. Um, and I think we're starting to see the uh, the groundwork here for a relationship between um, Cliff Jumper and mm-hmm. uh, Carly. Uh, anything else to say on issue two? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, well, similar to issue one, issue two also sold out, and it went back to it went back for a second print on that was apparently released on December twentieth. Uh, yep. There will be another print. We'll talk about that here shortly. Uh, but yep. moving on to Transformers number three, also by Daniel Warren Johnson, Mike Spicer, and Russ Wooten. Uh, so again, the quick synopsis from ImageComics.com: The biggest launch of the year continues here. <laughs> Outnumbered and overpowered, it's time for the Autobots to stand their ground as Optimus Prime goes toe-to-toe with Skywarp. Uh, So my quick rundown, we open with Sparkplug telling Carly what happened to her dad as Laserbeak crashes through the house to attack them. Cliffjumper shows up just in time to take him out, but fearing all Transformers, Sparkplug shoots Cliffjumper and leaves the house with Carly. Which, by the way, his his police car looks very familiar. Yes, yes it does. (laughs) Sparkplug and Carly arrive back at the VFW, where other war vets have taken up arms to protect themselves from the Transformers. Skywarp arrives at the VFW and begins attacking the humans, but is run down by Optimus, who then transforms, and an all-out battle ensues. During battle, the humans open fire on the Transformers, and Spike gets caught up in the crossfire. Optimus goes primal, rips off his own arm, and uses it as a club to smash Skywarp (laughs) seemingly to death. (laughs) Sparkplug breaks out into tears as he talks to Optimus, who proclaims that he will save his son. So overall, thoughts and reviews on number three. Holy crap. (laughs) <laughs> it just keeps getting better and better and better. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm wondering, is that police car, is that Prowl or is that Barricade? <laughs> well, I was assuming Prowl, but... Yeah, no, I know, but, like, <laughs> it just, like... Or, at the very least, if we're not getting a Prowl, I think it was just a nice nod to the fact that yeah, right, no, it absolutely. looks like Prowl. Yeah, it looks like Prowl. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, again, dealing with death and dealing with, with emotions of loss and everything else, I love that. I think that's great. And then Laserbeak doing what Laserbeak always does. Just just absolutely love that. And and Cliffjumper, like you said, Cliffjumper and Carly there, the new the new team most likely. I love the page with um, Starscream and Soundwave. That is so cool. Because after all, Soundwave's on the cover of this issue. Yep. Uh, so I'm loving that. I can't wait to see more with Soundwave because Soundwave's always been one of my favorites. 
We also, by the way, on that page, if this is the page you're talking about, we mm -hmm. get the first mention of the name Megatron. <laughs> yep. And then Soundwave gets bitch slaps. <laughs> yep. That's that's right. He says he he says it. <sighs> Megatron would have black. Nope. Don't say that name. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I like that the action word written here is slap. <laughs> yep. Yep. I yeah, like I like that, but I I this is why I need more see more characterization from Soundwave in future issues because I don't think Soundwave would have taken that from Starscream. I don't think Soundwave would have taken Starscream slapping him. He might have, you know, just taken Starscream saying, don't say his name and not assaulting him. But I think sound, look what happened with Soundwave in the movie. Like, I mean, the, the Constructicons unite and all of a sudden Soundwave's like, nope, get the tapes out. Like, I like seriously, but, but he ultimately think, did give in to Starscream. He did. Yes. But like, I don't know. I just, I just don't think, personally, I, I don't think Soundwave would have taken Starscream bitch slapping him because that's what happens here. But um, but yeah, so so we get that, and like you said, the the Optimus Skywarp fight going going primal, getting beastly in the G one cartoon oh, or comic. Oh boy, ripping his own arm off. Jesus. Yeah, I mean when that when that uh, fight starts, right when Skywarp shows up to the VFW, even before mm -hmm. Prime gets there. I don't mm -hmm. know how many more humans are killed at that point. We see Skywarp <laughs> kicking a couple of them. Yes. <laughs> Which I imagine would kind of kill them like on, on impact. But uh, yep. I, I don't think there's too much blood in this one until we get to the end where, uh, where Spike gets yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah, no. And then uh, my, uh, where is it? Is it the next? Yeah. The, yeah. The very, literally the very next page. So after, um, after, uh, Skywarp says, protect him. Ha ha ha. Cool. The very next page is my favorite panel is Optimus Prime full truck mode, just smashing right into Skywarp's stomach. I love that. I mean, that is a fantastic piece of artwork. Yes, it is. That's amazing. I mean, you just look at Skywarp's face kind of resting on top of the truck. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah. It, yeah. It's pretty much like he, like I said, Optimus's windshield is basically into his chest and his chin is basically on the top of the cab. And, and Optimus says, and I can hear it in Peter Cullen's voice, get away from them. Uh, but yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite shot out of both of these issues out of two and three is, is that right there? Cause that was cool. On the next set of pages, there are a couple of things on here. I like, we actually get to see Skywarp do some teleportation, mm -hmm. um, yep. which we saw a few times in the G1 cartoon, but not often. Not often, yeah, but we saw it a few times. And then we see essentially Optimus going like WWF here, WWF style on, on Skywars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's so great. And again, the action, the way like I mean, yeah, the the so after the after the page after the first the second page, page uh, fourteen uh, there's a panel where, like you said, he's going WWF. So he's picking him up over his head and then throwing him. And just the 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 shot of him, of Optimus throwing a Skywarp. That's just amazing. Yeah, and then it's like a he like swings him around and does like a body slam. Yep, which is pretty cool. And then we see right, we see his Energon axe. Oh, I know. Okay, no wonder it's Daniel Warren Johnson 
do a power bomb was his biggest thing. So wrestling, I un- okay, I get it. He's he's super <laughs> into wrestling. No, I I'm fine with it. But like now that you're saying this, I'm looking at the full page. I'm like, oh right, he did he did body slam him. Yeah, you know, okay, got it. Uh-huh. Or I guess I guess technically that is a power bomb. Yes, it's just kind of a awkward yeah, looking. It's power an bomb. awkward looking power bomb. It's fine. It still looks cool as hell. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. So what do you think of Prime ripping his own arm off? Uh, I mean, I hope we get a weird gun attachment in the fourth <laughs> issue to kind of, you know, kind of tribute the old episode of having his arm on top of the building with the gun. But yeah, I don't know about that. Ripping your own arm off, Optimus. You guys don't have much energy on, if any at all. Like, how are you going to replace your arm? So my question I have for you is, do you think he actually killed Skywarp? Because we we get a couple of beatings there, I guess. And then there's yeah. a, there's like two loud booms. And then yeah. we see, you know, prime standing above sky warp. Who's just laying there motionless. Do you think he's dead? I, so I know sky warp as far as the promotional stuff was part of the, like the, the characters and the team that, that Daniel Warren Johnson wanted to use in the comic. Now, how long any of those team members actually last is another story, but yeah, I let's see. He slams him down. He let's see. Um, I don't know. I mean, right below that, right the 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 two paints right below that, we see Spike laying there, who looks very similar to the deer. We know the deer's dead. Yeah, Spike isn't dead yet. Um, Not yet. But Skywarp's also right. laying in like a different position. So I would think yeah. if he's actually dead, it you know they would have kind of shown a very similar panel. But I I think maybe he may still be okay. Maybe he might have a headache afterwards, but (laughs) yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. I am not sure though. We'll we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, So on the last panel here, right or last page, sorry, um, Mm -hmm. we get Spark Plug, who I'm gonna guess is gonna go along with Prime. Um, Yeah, kind of, and that's kind of where he's gonna kind of see that the Autobots are actually good, not bad. Yep kind of start to form a rela- uh, relationship there. My question mm-hmm. to you is, is Optimus going to use the matrix of leadership now on Spike? <laughs> I hope not. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I so could I be wrong. Thinking, but... I was thinking about this, right? And in the return of Optimus Prime part two, I mean, it did help uh, remove the hate plague on, on organic people. That's true but that was removing something from that was curing them of something that wasn't okay that was curing them of something they were infected with that was not bringing them back from death i don't know if the matrix i mean i know the matrix is all powerful and everything else but i don't don't know if it's that powerful for for humans for for autobots and whatever yeah sure we can bring back optimus prime and turn him white anytime so well, I think this is the first issue, right? I mean, there's only three issues, but I think this is the first one where we did not get a reference to, oh, let me use the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad to, glad that it was it showed up in issue two again as a recurring. I, I still yeah. think it's a joke. I think they're putting in there as a joke. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not putting anything past these people. <laughs> uh, so overall, I think this is a great first three issue arc. Um, yep. I'm very curious to see what happens next. I guess I, I presume there's more issues within this arc here. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so again, I, th- I think if I remember correctly, the arc is 
the arc. <laughs> is it five or six? I, I think it's. I, I think that's what they're going with is six. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that's what they're going with. I'll have to bring up the the March solicitations to see, but. Well, while you're doing that, so similar to issue number one and two, issue three also sold out. All first three issues are receiving yet another printing that's set to be released this month, the month that we're recording. So January of 2023 or 2024, sorry. 24. Uh, It's set to be released on January 24th. So if you did not pick this up from the first or second printings, you've got yet another chance to pick these up. And then obviously you can always get them uh, digitally anytime. So. So yes, uh, Skybound's Transformers comic solicitations for March 2024. I remember we talked about this last time. Uh, Transformers number six is end of story arc. One will okay. stand, one will fall. Yep, and that's when so, uh, and that's when Void Rider Rider starts again, right? Number seven starts up. Yep. Okay. Yep. So. Uh, so one other question for you. Uh, am I? Yes. I thought I read this. Maybe I'm incorrect. Is Daniel Warren Johnson? Uh, is he only writing this first? Uh, I, series of comics i'm not sure i thought I he was going to continue on as the artist but i th- yeah. think the writer is going to change i thought i read that maybe i'm incorrect on that and if that's the case i will say that's a shame because so far i've been really enjoyed the writing yeah uh, as long as he remains on as artist the the artwork is fantastic like i said very gritty uh it's got a very realistic type feel yeah. to it um but I, yeah i thought he was going to be done as the writer at some point i do not know and what i'm finding here is either way i mean yeah i want to see him continue because i like his writing but if they want to bring in somebody else to do it like the cool th- okay so you take go back to idw you take the uh, the trans the, not transform the turtles the idw turtles comics Tom Waltz was the initial original writer for first 50 issues or so. And then by issue 51, or maybe it was issue, maybe it was later. Um, or technically he was the writer for the first a hundred issues. Issue 101, they tapped Sophie Campbell to take over the writing. I don't mind it because it's one universe. It's one whole thing. It's one whole story. Yes. Sophie's writing style is different than Tom's, but what IDW does with the with the Turtles comics is if they have like like they had the the micro series where you have separate issues like character issues like Raphael, Michelangelo, Splinter, Don, like they would get different creative teams to write those kind of things, or they would like uh, Matteo Santaluco did the entire um, Secret History of the Foot Clan story arc uh, in in trade so. If Skybound and Image are doing something similar to that, I, I wouldn't mind that. But I think we need more than six issues of Daniel Warren Johnson. So we're going to have to just wait and see for those those April solicitations, whenever those are going to come out. Yeah, I don't... Again, I'm, I want to say that I, I read this somewhere, but maybe that's incorrect. Um, I did watch one of his videos. Uh, I don't know if it's a commentary video. Um, it was actually where he had a, I think this was something completely separate. He had like a live thing, uh, which I know he's doing some commentary talking about the different comics, but he was also sort of doing some live drawing. Yeah. And I want to say that this was brought up as a, a topic of discussion, but maybe I'm misremembering right. that. I am not sure. Cause like I said, we won't know until 
the April solicits are out and I don't think they're out yet. What I will say is what I found from T-Formers, and I'm sure TFW has this too, but the Volume 1 trade paperback will be out May 7th, 2024, collecting issues 1 through 6, $16.99 USD price, and it's just the full trade paperback. I know we talked about that last time, but um, but yeah, so that's, that's going to be cool, and yeah, I'm just excited to to see more from this and i do hope that he does continue on with this i mean at least for 10 or so more 20 or so more issues i don't know it depends on how the because we're only at issue three right now and issue four doesn't come out until whenever uh as of this recording yeah three days oh god three days wow uh (laughs) You'll see us next weekend, folks, or you'll hear us next weekend then. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But I think we need to wait and see how the arc ends, because if the arc ends, when the the story arc ends and it doesn't leave it on a cliffhanger, maybe they will. Who knows? I don't know. I'm loving what he's doing so far. I want to see him continue. Whatever they they end up doing, whatever, like I said, I'm all in, so... Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm all in on this. Again, as someone who was not interested in, in comics at all, yep. I've been sucked into the Energon universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've purchased all these comics. I've purchased all the Void Rivals. I've now yeah. been purchasing the uh, G.I. Joe comics, Joe, including so. Duke Number 1, uh, which yeah. we can talk about at some point in the future. I am looking forward to the Cobra Commander um, yep. series, which starts this month. No, it's... No, yeah, that's right. Let's start this month. Yep. Uh, I, who was I? Ta- was it you I told about that? I forget. So I think it's going to be a limited series. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's just going to be a, a mini series. I don't think it's going to be a full on going. But I saw, I think it was you I told, that I saw on Instagram, one of the people behind the scenes. I don't, I don't know if it was Joshua Williamson or not, but they're like, oh, let's make it a horror story. Let's go into Cobra Commander's like horror aspect i'm like oh really okay so it's gonna be a transformers horror story or not trans uh, gi joe horror story with cobra commander <laughs> so you know i don't think you were talking to me about that what we were talking about or discussing was uh, so when duke number one came out um mm-hmm. i was talking with you about the fact that i like how does this fit in with the yeah. ongoing real american hero series and you said it doesn't this completely yeah, it doesn't. separate yeah so yeah. i guess my question for you then is after Cobra Commander, because it looks like there's going to be five issues of this and five issues of Duke. Yeah. Uh, after those, are we getting like a completely separate G.I. Joe thing that's within the Energon universe or? I'm pretty sure we would. Okay. So uh, I, I, I don't know. Cause I'm not, I don't want to speak for the, I'm like I said, I don't work there. I don't know, right. but just based off of what I've known for the last 10 and a half, 11 years of reading comics, usually what companies will do is if they are wanting to keep the, the legacy with Larry and all that, and have that be separate outside the universe, which is more than fine. That's, that's great. Uh, and then they want to, because they want to have the, like, I remember in that reel or that, whatever on Instagram it said, they said something about how Transformers, Void Rivals, Duke and Cobra Commander were going to be the four launching titles. And then something like things would come later down the line. And that's how anything usually starts. You usually launch with one or two things and, or four or whatever. And then you go down the line and wherever it takes you is wherever it takes you. Transformers I know is an ongoing. uh, So it will be ongoing as long as it will go. Uh, as far as starting a G.I. Joe ongoing, maybe they will. Maybe they will do just 
constant miniseries and maybe Void Rivals is where everything kind of coalesces because even though Void Rivals is its own story and its own characters, we've already seen characters from this and from other things show up in that. So yep. maybe Void Rivals is the connective tissue. Maybe you don't need an Energon Universe G.I. Joe title because you don't want to over... The last thing you want to do is overload comic yeah. readers with, oh my God, there's this comic, this comic, and this. And that was part of the, the thing that he said was there's enough here for everybody individually if you want to just read Transformers, if you want to just read this, this, and this, or if you want to read everything, you can do that too. So they are offering multiple things of multiple ways of doing the Energon universe. Right. Uh, of well, course, well, I us say- knowing the Knowing the gluttons for punishment we are, we'll end up reading it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So like I said, I picked up Duke number one. We can discuss that at some point in the future when we talk about G.I. Yep. Joe, if you want to discuss G.I. Joe. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say is, so I, I, I did pick up a Real American Hero number 301, and now 302 is out. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think we talked about this in the last episode. Um, yep. that 301 picks up exactly where 300 ended. Yes. Um, but it's also sort of gives you like a very, very brief introduction of like what, what G.I. Joe and Cobra are at the beginning. Yep. But I have gone back and I, I've read a few of the um, IDW. IDW. IDW's um, A Real American Hero uh, comics. Mm-hmm. And oh man, is the, the difference uh-huh. between the artwork <laughs> very noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the new stuff is, is got that very gritty feeling uh, that the Transformers comics has. Uh, and it's it looks really good. And you go back at the IDW stuff, at least there at the mm-hmm. end, and it's like it's very cartoony, and yeah. it, it does not, in my opinion, it doesn't fit the GI Joe franchise all that well. I think this the grittiness of what we're getting now uh, yeah. is kind of where it should be. Oh, and also by the way, a real American hero, the storyline mm-hmm. that's there, batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I know it is. Yeah, it, it's. It, <laughs> Larry Hama is is yeah no absolutely again I'm gonna have to get into that at some point but uh, but yeah so what I love looking at uh, the multiple printings here and the cool thing about multiple printings is if you're a cover person for comics and you like collecting for the covers oh my god they have everything so we've got Void Rivals number one getting an alternate cover for its second printing. We've got uh, number six getting an alternate cover. Transformers number one's alternate cover is Optimus holding his gun, facing somebody down with... Is that... Okay, that better be Optimus's... Okay. Are you looking at this? Uh, I am not presently, no. All right. Uh, so on this cover, it's got Optimus standing in the fore- in the in the foreground, but underneath him... It's got, I think that's him in his trailer mode, or unless it's Motormaster, because I see, no, it's probably Optimus. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, it, but 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 it's an alternate cover. We're getting another alternate cover for issue two, where it's RC um, basically spin-kicking or roundhouse-kicking Rumble and Frenzy. That's awesome, and I hope to God... Daniel Warren Johnson, if you're going G1, Rumble better be purple, Frenzy better be black, because no, 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 no. And then the other uh, alternate cover for uh, issue three is Skywarp character uh, portrait, like was done with the other ones. So it's just Skywarp with the Decepticon symbol behind him on white, which I, I love that. I think that I think that's cool. Just as a second print cover of just giving us a good character shot of the drawing of Skywarp and just the Decepticon symbol, that's fun. Oh, and then number three also has an Autobot version with Ratchet. 
That's awesome. Yep. All right, so that's it on issues two and three. Like I said, we've got issue number four coming out in three days as of this recording. Yep. Um, like I said, we'll see you next weekend, folks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess speculation. How do you think they're going to save Spike? I don't know. And you don't think it's the Matrix? I, I don't think it's the Matrix. I hope to <laughs> God. I hope to God it's not Frankenstein because we do not need, we do not need another dad. Look what they did to me, dad. Oh my God. I, oh. That's a pretty good impression. No. Autobot Spike. Yep. No, 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 no. We do not need another Autobot Spike. Please, no. <laughs> Uh, I, I still think like if they did the matrix, however that might work, that would at least get the matrix like out of the way. Then the joke's gone. Yeah. They can move on to something else. But, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess I, I don't know unless like ratchet could do some sort of surgery. I don't know. I assume, I mean, they, they gave Jessica legs in the cartoon. So I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. And I, honestly, I'm just happy just going in, not knowing half the shit. Like, yeah. look, I know the old saying is knowing is half the battle. Also not knowing is the other half of the battle because you want to be surprised with what they're going to do. And the little blurbs that we get for solicitations, which they have to do, which is more than fine. It, it gets you. It's just like a little trailer kind of thing in words, whatever. I'm just excited for it. I can't wait. It, it's going to be so fun. Yep. I think we talked about this in the first, uh, when we discussed the first issue, but I also want to mm-hmm. throw this out there again. Uh, I don't think he'll show up in this story arc, but when do you think Megatron will show up? I'm hoping the second story arc, maybe, or maybe he doesn't show up until the third one. I don't know. I just need again because we're only three issues into the first arc out of out of the six that are going to happen. Yep. We don't know what's going to happen in issue four, five, and six. I just love the pacing that it's going at so far. I love the character moments. I don't necessarily need Megatron. I get it. Starscream did something, or something happened in the past that we haven't seen yet. Yada yada yada. And I just want to get to know how Johnson is going to write these characters that we have in front of us. Do you think he will show up? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. As far as I can tell, doesn't look like it, but you never know. And, and I guess if he does, do you think Starscream will be gone? No, because how? Okay. A, as a creative person, how could you not want to play with that dynamic? Like, how could you not want to play with leader Megatron coming back and then Starscream, instead of being the total violent asshole that he is currently turning into sniveling Chris, Megatron, I didn't mean to. Oh my God. Like you, you want to see that in this comic, you know, you want to, and you know that Daniel Warren Johnson maybe wants to write that maybe down the, again, this is why I'm saying, I don't know when, if at all Megatron will show up, but how could it, could a writer not, resist doing that at some point down the line. Maybe he'll splinter off and take his own set of Decepticons. Maybe. (laughs) I guess anything could happen. Anything could happen. All right. So plugs, what do you got to plug? Other than an outlet. (laughs) Uh, uh, Parenthood is just really setting it, settling in for you. Huh? Dad (laughs) joke, dude. 
Oh boy. Uh, geekcastradio.com. We've got uh, comics, cartoons, origins, all kinds of episodes, podcasts, and other things. We're doing all kinds of stuff. I am going to be going insane this year because I'm going to be doing something I've never done with the pullback. I'm going to attempt at some point this year to do 90 Nights of Nightwing. So it'll be daily episodes. And he'll be doing those home. live. No, hell no. <laughs> what are you, crazy? No, it will be recorded, produced, and then published. Hell, recorded, edited, and then, uh, no, live. I would still like to do a 24-7, not 24-7, a 24-hour type live thing where it's raising money for uh, a charity of some sort. Um, but at this point, right, that many people are on my YouTube channel. So. <laughs> <laughs> Go to his YouTube channel, folks. YouTube.com slash Matrix underscore or slash Matrix Prime. No, nope, Matrix oh. underscore Prime. Yep. I was right. For, oh, yep, YouTube.com slash Matrix underscore Prime. The, the problem is I don't put out the content I used to put out. So I'm not getting out, the yeah. eyes. I'm not getting the views. Yeah. And I don't play into the, the YouTube algorithm. So occasionally when I have something to throw up there, I do. Like yesterday, yeah. for example, I threw up a, a video of me in VR. So if you want to check that out, that's one of nice. my only, I think, uh, YouTube shorts on there. So you can check that out. Uh, you can also find me on Blue Sky. I'm at Jesse Early. That's J-E-S-S-E-E-A-R-L-E-Y dot B-S-K-Y dot social. Um, oh, one other thing I wanted to, to talk about with you briefly, um, because mm-hmm. you and I talked about this, the accessibility issue uh, with the the letters at the end of the, the comics. Yeah. I did bring this up. Like I sent the, a note to, I saw that you sent a message as well. I sent a note to um, Image Comics on Blue Sky. Never received yep. a uh, response or anything back. Um, I don't know if you ever did, but I'm curious to see if it changes in the future. I hope it does because I completely skipped the letters page. Like, which I, is unfortunate because there's a lot of good information in there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about here, in at least in the issue number three, if I can get to it, the color of the text, both the questions as well as their responses against the the color of the background on there essentially makes the the pages unreadable <laughs> yeah no I'm, I'm looking at it now uh so it's yeah. like it's like gold some of it's faint gold some of it is like a, a bold gold but it's against a uh, a background, background that's got like a it's almost got like a, a yellow hue or tint to it i think it's i think it's like a white background with some lines on there but it's got like a yellow hint or hue to it so it yeah. pretty much makes it unreadable. And as someone who works with uh, accessibility in my my position um, that I work in, uh, you know, professionally, um, I look at color contrast quite a bit, and this does not yep. pass. <laughs> yeah, so no. um, it makes it very hard to read, even for like I don't have any um, accessibility issues. I guess you want to say when it comes to being able to read, um, I'm not colorblind or anything like that. But in looking yeah. at these colors, right, because of the way the color contrast is, it's very mm-hmm. hard even for myself to read it. So so as someone who is legally blind, I have to zoom in on that. Like, I can't just like if I had this as a physical issue, I would have to have this less than two inches away from my face to read these words. But with the digital version, at least I can zoom in. And if I zoom in, the lettering is fine. But as just a page look like just trying to read the page if it was a physical comic i would not be able to read this without it being two inches away from my face in in issue, in issue three and i'm sure issue two is the same way i would have to look at it really quick let's see 
Issue two has the, yeah, issue two. So issue two is blue on the border and it's white with dark blue and then teal responses for, yeah, no, they need to work on this big time. Like they, like, I love the actual design of it, that it looks like a, like a, a file card page as far as like how the border goes and everything else, but they need to like, just do black text or, or white text on black background or what. This is bad. The, the, yeah. Again, this is why I really, and this is one of the reasons why I'm happy that usually I'm reading for the for the pullback over on geekcastradio.com. This is why I read and trade because the trades don't need the letters stuff. Yeah. So yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've got issue three pulled up here. It's zoomed out, right? So it's just whatever size yeah. it is inside of my web browser, and I'm like a foot and a half away from my screen, and it just looks like a bunch of jumbled letters. I, if I click yeah. on the button to again, I'm I'm looking at this through the Kindle app, but if I click on yep. the zoom in button, um, I right, it blows everything up. I can read it, but it's still very yep. hard to read because of the color of the text on top of whatever they're using for that background. They got to do better with that. They really do. They got to change that up because the whole point of having a letters column and a letters section in your in your individual issues is so people can write in get responses and so others that haven't written in can actually read the letters issues like right. yeah i guess no. they have the same sort of issue on the very like inside the cover on that first yep. page where it lists it says like try to read issue three up there transformers issue three can you read issue three in that Let's box uh, you're talking about at the beginning the very beginning or yeah. the beginning of the comic right yeah so beginning just of open the it to like the first page and over on the left right. it's like the yeah, that I can. So that I. So I'm holding my phone away from my face. I can see Energon and read Energon Universe. I can read Transformers. I can read Daniel Warren Johnson. I can't read what like I would, right, writer like, artist. Zooming in like writer artist, I wouldn't be able to read that because it's in blue. But yeah, no, I can read part of that. Well, do you even see I, issue three underneath Transformers? <laughs> it says issue three. No. <laughs> oh shit! No, not without. Wow! No, yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. It's like Come white on, lettering. Yeah, it's white lettering on the. Wow, that this is. It's horrible. This is bad. Yeah, this is really bad. They like again. I like the design of it, but the the accessibility and the read. You guys got to do better, Skybound. Come on, Image. Yeah. Let's go. Yep. Do better because that's that's. I didn't even know. Like <laughs> Transformers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if like you could see issue three because it's no. it's very hard to see. Yeah, it's very hard to see. So, all right, yeah, that's just kind of a a little tangent. I want to go on there for a second. So, yeah. Uh, all right, so I think that's it. Unless you got anything else, I don't think so. All right, well then, I guess till next time. This is Jesse. I'm Mike, and we're signing off. <laughs>